Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Friends in Jesus Christ, before we begin our lesson, may I remind you that hope for East Newton is coming. Hope for East Newton is an area-wide revival. The churches on the eastern side of Newton County, Missouri, are hosting this series of evangelistic meetings. It's very exciting to see that Christians are working together, and we're uniting around the simple gospel message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that His blood and His blood alone can save us. We're asking people to become followers of Jesus. And if they're already Christian, We're asking them to help others to become Christian. Hope for East Newton will be held in eight different churches, eight different preachers. All of these are members of the East Newton Ministerial Alliance. Please visit Hope for East Newton Facebook page and see a poster there that lists all the churches that will be hosting the event. And also, please come and invite somebody to come with you March 17th to 24 hope for East Newton. Friends, to help us turn our attention now to the theme of our lesson, let me share with you what Francis Chan said in his sermon entitled, God Does Answer Prayer. He said, I'm obsessed with him, speaking of God. I don't get enough of him. I wake up in the morning, I think like, uh, I can't believe I'm talking to you. I can't believe you listen to me. I can't believe I pray and I actually get to see the answers to that. Listen to that last phrase again that Francis Chan said. I can't believe I pray and I actually get to see the answers to that. Like Francis Chan, we ask and receive. Amen. Yes, we do. We do. That's the topic that we want to share with you tonight. We ask and we receive. Father, help us to communicate clearly what you want us to say. Holy Spirit, please be our teacher. As we open the book that you inspired James to write, we want your words, your thoughts to be central, especially now during these moments. But we don't want to just hear and forget. We want to hear and believe and obey. We want to pray and receive. We want to see the answers to our prayers by your grace. Yes, we want to be true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, doing what he tells us to do and praying the things he whispers in our ears to pray. And then, Father, we want to see results. So hear us just now and give us results, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Friends of God, the Bible promises this. Ask, and it will be given you. Luke 11, 9. Not only in our passage from James 4, but in other passages, God clearly teaches this truth, like Matthew 21, 22. 
in all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. John sixteen twenty four. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. In first John three twenty two to twenty three. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. We see the clear teaching that forms the core thought for our time together. Ask and ye shall receive. How could the Holy Spirit make it clearer than this? The simple interpretation from these texts is pray and God will move in answering your prayers. All of us have had fantastic answers to prayers. Before our recent trip to Romania and Albania, there was a $3,000 need that we didn't even know about. That was the figure that the churches in Romania gave us for the revival. Again, we were short and we didn't know, but seven days before we left, just after a prayer meeting, I was handed two checks. The total of those two checks was $3,000, not $3,500 or $2,500. It was $3,000. The preparation for these checks came before we prayed, and we didn't ask anybody for the money. God whispered it into their ears to be a part of our mission trip. Yes, God gave us the money. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we ask? Yes. Do we receive? Yes. But friends, what about the times when it seems that we didn't get an answer to our prayer? Sometimes the answer can be yes. Sometimes it can be no. Sometimes it can be not now. Or I have a better idea. John, show me this from the text. Well, how about that first one? The answer can be yes. We've just read from Matthew twenty-one, twenty-two, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. In other words, the answer can be yes, or the answer can be no. Luke twenty-two, forty-two to 44, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Verse 43 says, Then an angel appeared to him from heaven and strengthened him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. What was the answer to Christ's prayer in Gethsemane? It was no. Then the answer can be not now. In Acts 1.6, when they therefore, that's the apostles with Jesus Christ during that 40 days after his death, burial, and resurrection, when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Note the answer of our resurrected Lord to his apostles. Acts 1, 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you and ye shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth. But how about that last one you listed? John, you said sometimes God says to us, I've got a better idea. Well, where is that found? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. 
There we read, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding, listen to that word, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. So, again, he says yes. He says no. He says not now. But I love it when he says I have a better idea. Don't you? But from James 4, let's deal with especially that second response from God. When God says no, James 4 has a captivating list of reasons why God says no to our prayers. And just at the end of our time today, I'll list a reason that comes from another passage. But for right now, let's talk about prayer blockers from James chapter 4. This isn't a total list, obviously, but if we begin with this list, I think we're going to start finding more and more victory in prayer. The first one, God says no when we're asking God for things to fulfill our lusts. Unbridled desires, wants left unchecked, will be destructive. Is God going to give toward that? James 4.1, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot cannot obtain, ye fight and wage war. If we ask to fulfill our lusts, God will say no. Then friends, number two, we don't receive because we don't ask. James 4, 2 says, yet ye have not because ye ask not. There's another reason why we don't receive. A third reason, When we become enemies of God, you can actually become an enemy of God. God's not going to answer our prayers. James 4.4, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore would be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. A fourth reason, even in our prayers, sometimes we will provoke God to jealousy. James 4.5, do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy. God doesn't want us to provoke him to envy by our prayers. That's not the way to get our prayers answered. God will not share the throne of our hearts with anyone else or anything else. We must not ask provoking him to envy. Number five, we must not ask in prayer or God will in pride or God will say no. James 4, 6. But he gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God will humble us by saying no to our prayers, especially to public prayers. When we're walking in prayer in pride, he has no other recourse than to oppose us. Six, if we're in rebellion, James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Are we submitting to God? Has God told us to do something and it's still left undone? What God wants us to do is go back and do the good thing which he has asked us to do and then come to him with our request. Number seven, if we neglect our relationship with God, obviously he is not going to answer our prayers. Have we stopped going to prayer meetings? 
James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Number eight, unrepentant sin. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. What a powerful admonition that is. Number nine, being double-minded. Do you ever sometimes ask, well, God, I think I want this, or God, maybe I want this. The scripture says, purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Number 10, neglecting fasting. James 4, 9 says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, your joy to heaviness. This to me sounds very much like what is written in Psalms 35, 13. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I afflicted my soul with fasting and my prayer returned unto my bosom. Scripturally, when we afflict our soul, it is with fasting and prayer. Number 11, because you didn't humble yourself before God as you were praying. James 4.10 says, Humble yourself on the side of the Lord and he will lift you up. Prayer closet prayer is so important. Praying on our knees is so important. It's an act of humbling ourselves before God. We promised you one final one. Husbands, God's not only going to refuse to hear your prayers, but he's going to stand in opposition to you when you mistreat your wives. 1 Peter 3, 7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to your wives as to the weaker vessel, the finer vessel, and as being heirs together of grace, the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Has God been hindering your prayers? Well, then look into the eyes of your wife and find there a reason. Shall we pray? Father, when we read the Holy Bible, we see wonderful stories of how you answered prayers for people in the past, just like us. Lord, by reading your word and hearing the preaching of your word, may we grow in faith. May the faith we have in you be rewarded. May the prayers we offer to you be rewarded with answers. Please bring tangible answers to the prayers that we give to you. We want to have testimonies concerning answered prayers to share with others so that they might be encouraged, so that they might be drawn closer to you. Lord, you're so clear in the scriptures when you say that we are to pray. But you're also so clear in the scriptures when you say sometimes our prayers are hindered. They won't be answered because our heart isn't right with you. So just now, would you touch our hearts? Would you search our hearts and see if there's anything in our heart right now that's blocking our prayer? Would you restore relationships, especially relationships between husbands and wives? And Father, as you do this, and then, and then as we begin to pray again, would you show that something's happened in the heavens and answers are now available to us? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you, my God. In the shadow of your wings 
The world is in chaos, and you're here for a purpose. What does the Bible have to say about it all? I'm Mark Taylor, host of Crosspoint podcast and radio show, and I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I navigate the complexities of faith, culture, and personal growth. Each week, I interview a different guest who is making an impact on the culture of For God's Kingdom. Whether you're seeking spiritual guidance, true information, or a fresh perspective, this podcast equips you to discern truth in today's chaotic world. When Christianity intersects with everyday life, that's where you'll find Crosspoint, sometimes discussing the issues that some churches don't want to talk about. Look up Crosspoint with Mark Taylor wherever you get your podcast produced by KNO Radio and the Sky High Podcast Network.